What up, what up, what up, what up? It's the Close Your Ears Podcast. This is episode number two. It's your boy Ice Pick. I'm going to be Ice Pick today because I'm, I'm sticking it to him. Know what I mean? This nigga already on his phone. I told him to put them phones away and shit, man. These I niggas, don't worry man. about this shit. I'm gonna be getting contact. Mr. <laughs> Breakfast breaking it through on him today. He's ice pick on Mr. Breakfast today. I got with me. You heard him, motherfucking Mr. Breakfast. Aboriginal. You already know. And we got the gills. The gills came back through. The gills said, "Fuck it." And don't nobody else want to come on. He said, I'll come on. Say what up to him, Gil. Yo, yo, yo. And again, for y'all that want to be part of the show, like I said, it's an open platform. Just email me at closeyourears1 at gmail. Hit me with the email, you know what I mean? Even if you want to come promote your business or, or interview, whatever, you know what I mean? Hit me at closeyourears1, C-L-O-S-E-Y-O-U-R-E-A-R-S. One at Gmail. So let's get into today's shit. Ah, I don't even know where to start for this shit, man. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna start with this first, cause I think I I ain't gonna speak for I ain't gonna speak for black people as a whole. I only can speak for for black people as far as in uh my community. And I'm thinking, um, and like I say, I'm from Harrisburg, PA, 717, you know what I mean? But I think in my community, we either, we either that ignorant or foolish, because I think we forgot what we as a people were supposed to have been battling right now. After the George Floyd shooting, you know what I mean? All of a sudden, Harrisburg, you, you know what I mean? We, we got all of a sudden pro-black and shit. Just for the look, just for the, you know, the optics and all that type of shit. It looked good for some motherfuckers if they got a non-profit to try to throw in all this pro-black shit with it. When if your non-profit is just to create little activities for the kids, just do that. You only ain't got to, you can still support the, you know, the, the movement on your, on your personal time. But don't try to throw your, your, your non-profit up in the mix of that pro-black shit. Just because you know that's going to get you more support. That's culture vulture, culture vulture shit. But like I said, I think we forgot what the battle is. And right now we're battling systematic racism. So a couple tragedies happened around here. Then all of a sudden everybody forgot. We battling systematic racism. Now they want to save the kids. And just do all these other di different narratives or you know what I mean when you y'all forgot all about the, the the first battle we was fighting and fixing that first issue systematic racism that's going to fix it's going to be a snowball effect once we crack that so now I say all that to say this if a neighborhood city whatever if you feel you're going to take your streets back you can't do that with Politicians. Politicians, they, number one, they already in place to make sure all oh, that's taken care of. This, this is, this is whether it's in the hood or not, they still represent all that shit too. But see, you got to remember what politics, the hoods is just the way the American system 
was the setup and designed for us to be anyway. So they ain't never going to help us or, or fix no issue we got when we're right there where they want us at. Long as we're ignorant, broke, no knowledge, no businesses, that's what they want. Killing each other, you know what I mean? Right now, the, our kids is killing each other. It's, it's getting crazy. I heard a young man was, was, was killed in York a couple nights ago. His friends was, was showing him a gun. They ain't know the gun was loaded. It's, it's, it's the kids killing the kids. That's, that's the main issue in our area. But as a people, our main issue is systematic racism. But let's get into the, uh, damn, I closed out the joint. Let's talk about Lancaster. Now, a couple, uh, what was that, last weekend in Lancaster? Yeah. Um, a young man was killed by the police. Now, they say he was autistic. Um, he had it started out with a, a dispute at home. And here's another issue that we, that, that, you know, another aspect to the whole big picture is it started out a domestic dis dispute at home. Whoever he lived with called the cops on him. So when cops arrived, you know, he got a, he got a, he did have a Michael Myers mount, uh, knife and he charged the cops. But of course they, they paid, they put him down. Some people might try to justify it. Oh, he had the knife. He charged them. What was they supposed to do? They could have tased him. They could have used a uh, rubber bullet, you know, for like they do for the white folk. We see white people chase the cops with silver, uh, silver eye swords and all type of shit. They don't die. They don't, they don't get killed. So, uh, so that happens. So I notice a lot of people are, you know, like I said, they, they're trying to justify the shit with the, you know what I mean, with the cop doing the shit. But it goes back to us policing ourselves first. His mom, his his mother had that issue with him. Again, we gotta come together. She should be able to go get a couple homeboys that live down the street. Like, help me with my son. He wild. Before before we gotta involve them, the cops into the shit. Cause you know how they gonna handle it. They they laying a nigga down. It definitely has to be a, a level of de-escalation that starts with us. With that, that starts with us solving our own disputes. What, what, no matter if they're at home, no matter if they're in the street, anything to solve our own dispute, like you said, before we get these motherfucking pumpkin spices involved. You know what I mean? And it's, it's so crazy that we, even when we get to talking like the everyday politics of life, because we're so ignorant that we can't even solve our own disputes amongst each other without violence or even arguing. The words all—it it always has to be a debate within us about being politically correct. You know what I mean? And we would never ever hold anyone that's not of our culture to the same standard. You feel what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. we wouldn't let everybody else get away with being, uh, what's it? Not politically correct. What's the right word I'm looking for? To be politically incorrect. That's it. We let everybody else be. Politically incorrect about law, about life, about anything. But as soon as one of us is. We were the most correct political motherfuckers now about everything when it comes to us, when it comes to anything we have to do. But it's it's like you said that we're it's a it's a mental health issue first of us hating ourselves, 
the where we can't solve our own disputes amongst each other because we hate, we even hate to see each other win. By even the definition of winning, yeah, you know I mean self hate. Yeah, and it's so crazy because it's that it's when it, when we even begin to talk about policing ourselves and stuff like that, we gotta learn to Come settle together. our own disputes. But that comes with the unity and the organization first, which which it comes at home. Lacking. The word, yeah, like the it all starts. We were talking about the, the, like how you were the Lancaster issue and how I'm trying to connect the dots with it. The word. The mother's not the blame of what happened with that uh, police officer. She's not far from the blame of what happened with that situation with him. But that, I'm just saying that's an that's angle whole, we got to pay attention that's, to. Because there's a lot of stories this that didn't a, happen when these kids get killed by the cops and then their parents call the cops on them. Right, but this, that's an escalation of a problem already that right. we're not paying attention to. That we're, right. For that parent to get the call to law work, it's already an escalation of something that done happened. Once the law work gets involved, because that's a whole other organization coming along to try to solve your problem. A different type of way than which you should be solving it. Right. But we, we get taught to let these people settle our disputes, to let the judges settle our disputes, to let the judges give us bail until we uh, figure out if we're guilty or not guilty. You know what I mean? There's so many ways that these people are settling our disputes of these crimes about anything that's right or wrong out here. And like I said, it, it becomes a point to where at home that mom is supposed to be, or like you said, somebody else, if we know this, especially if we know a mental health issue is involved. You got like to gotta already child, be equipped on knowing how to handle all to that. To de-escalate that situation. But if he's 23 years old, he's been autistic for 23 years old. For a long time. You, he been autistic a, a long time within his life and as a mother. You should already know how to de-escalate this situation without calling the police. That's the part of that self shit that a motherfucker. Now, gotta... one thing I was saying, her defense though, mm -hmm. the autism and people paying attention to it and all the awareness wasn't how it is today as it was twenty three years ago Definitely. either. Everybody so she she got to catch up. She's just catching up on how to because you, you know back in them days twenty three years ago. I'm not giving ago, an excuse up. You're giving it. Everybody don't pay attention I ain't to their children. Her no excuse. To I, her, I, like you said, I just said in her defense, I ain't giving her an excuse. That's though. a defense. You're giving right, an excuse. Bro. That's her. I, 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 I can that's feel that though. Like I said, if, if the world ain't aware of this, because you're paying attention to your child, like you said, there's no way I'm not going to be able to deal with an autistic child. I've been dealing with an autistic child for 23 years of it's my life. There's a difference between paying attention to the child and actually having the education on on how to deal with the child. Because no one can give you this education but yourself. If you believe someone else can teach you how to deal with your child and how to deal with this I mental ain't gonna health argue issue. That. But before yeah, we're getting all deep and shit into the other shit. That's like somebody telling still, you how to be a parent, cuz. Do you got I a mean, book on that? I mean, if my child got a certain sickness or condition... Again, both of my kids came out healthy. So you damn right. Give me a book about this shit. Do you need a, a book about a healthy child? It's, it's that, cause that's different. A what healthy kid. It's different, cause, cause a cause healthy kid and then a, about... then a kid with a certain type of condition that you know nothing about is some things you're gonna have to learn about that shit to properly like said, take care of that child. If you cause. don't have the proper information to where you ain't got introduced to okay, that. Okay, cause so again, if I have two kids and none of my kids had no sicknesses and shit, yes, give me the brochure about the sickness. I, like Damn sure, majority, if you're intelligent, you will learn the shit as you go. You right. Because how are somebody how, even going to be even the beginning able to tell you because your child got this until you pick up on it, Cuz? Because it's sicknesses and shit. I ain't, we ain't getting no Right, right, right. Because that's a whole different issue. But let's talk about the, the, the press that now, like I say, this, this shooting that happened in Lancaster, 
I want to shout out Lancaster again because they, they started tearing shit up. Then, of course, I've seen a lot of people from Harrisburg talking about, well, are they tearing up their own neighborhood? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. They don't own nothing down there. It ain't your own neighborhood till you own that shit. So they, they, they took a group of protesters, uh, arrested, I, I believe it was eight of them, and set all eight of them on a million dollars bail. One of them's a, a transgender female. And, 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 and now they trying to make a protest to get the, the trans... Hold on, so hold on, let me get this right. <laughs> hold on. So I want to make sure I say it right, though. Yes, sir. So when you were a transgender female, that means you was a man... No, you're a female. You're a female. That wants to be a man. But you transgender, so you already transferred to, I guess. Because right? you're a female. That wants to be a man. Yes. Right, so it can't be that way, though. Boy had to been born. Hold on. Boy had to been born a dude. This is a female that got locked up, and they put her in the male's facility. That's the new laws now. When you go to prison. You, you thinking that. it's a female? I'm thinking it's a dude that ended up in the girls I'm, facility. I'm thinking Joanna man yeah. got locked up no, with the niggas. No. Uh, the Brolic Butch got locked up and got put in with the niggas. You want to be a nigga? Yeah. <laughs> you got to die for say what? Yeah. Oh, That's something that they passed yeah. years ago upstate in prisons, period. Mm-hmm. What's you that? You get that surgery or whatever the case may be. And yeah. that's what you claim you are? Then that's where you that's go. That's where you go. As far as jail? As far as jail goes, yeah. So that would mean they can't go join the WNBA and all that type of shit. But some man, of them is trying to, though, right? They up there playing WNBA upstate. They were Jamal, the man definitely getting in the fuck upstate. <laughs> so hold up, so hold up. So, so, what they, they protesting, I guess, to get, to get her into a women's facility. Yes. With her penis. No. She don't she got a penis. She ain't got no fucking penis. She's a fucking transgender female. Hold up, man. This shit is... See, this is why this shit don't... Yeah. <laughs> see, when this, this is how you they know... Want you they, man. When, I mean, when, they want you to call her a man. They want you to call her a man right now. The real life. Transforming from a man to a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, would they... No, he said she's a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying, trying to be a man. To be a man. Okay. So, they put her with the men. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I know that years ago when I was still upstate in Camp Hill... What they were doing was, if you were in that transition and you had your surgery scheduled or coming up, mm-hmm. then that's what they will classify you as because you're in that process of getting that transition. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like Camp Hill, they had somebody that was transitioning to be a woman. Mm-hmm. So they put him on a block, our block, where you know he's not around population because he's about to have that, that surgery. So once he gets that done, and becomes a she, then now she goes to Muncie or you know, Cambria mm. Springs. You know what I'm saying? So long as you have, and the state pays for that. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, they pay the for surgery and everything because if you already got it, uh, yeah. said that you're going to get yeah. it done, state, state going to have to get it done for you because Yo, you already got it. motherfuckers might be committing crimes just to get the surgery Because you think they not. These is how crazy them motherfuckers <laughs> is for real. Like I said, there was a couple of them cases came through them Jones. That's crazy. Man, listen. But they trying, like you said, because they're trying to uh, protest to get her moved to the girls' jail now. Because she don't want, like you said, she don't want to be no man now. Because she want to pipe all them bitches. She don't want to be no man no more. Because 
You wanted to be a man all that time. Since she got with the men, they they it's still want to. Exactly. They still want to fuck young men. You get into them cages with the men. It's a different entity than when you lock up with the ladies, especially if they find out you a female up in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, because she still got the female parts. Mm-hmm. So that shit is crazy. But again, yeah, Lancaster. You know what I mean? If that's what y'all feel, y'all gotta do to release the frustration of your oppression. You fucking right, man. Tear that shit the fuck up. Burn shit down. I'll fuck let it. You know. What what else? What else? What else is we getting? Y'all y'all tell us to vote and all this other shit. Hit the Amish territory. Oh man, <laughs> see you. Oh, we forgot to get into that. You talking about? Cause he, nah, this, he gonna no, that. we gonna get into that. Cause I said I want to be Amish now. Cause the yeah. Amish ain't taking none of that shit. Like they own all they shit. They run their territory. And we was talking about uh. How on that show, uh, Amish Mafia, where I seen the episode and one of the boys did something, he committed a crime, ran right back to that Amish territory, <laughs> and they ran that cop the fuck that cop. I think the cop knew to even stop once he got so far and shit. But said, man, man, that shit. Gonna bring out them pitchforks and all that yeah. shit. Yeah, I want no parts of the motherfucking. Man, uh, they ain't got no guns. They probably got a musket, a motherfucking pitchfork and a musket. He said, man, I seen them motherfuckers kill Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Amish daughters be sneaking out and getting their little tails whipped. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I said I might crack me an Amish drink next, man. Go that to could roll the pretzel market. up. Nah, they, they ain't too young up in there. That Amish girl, you're going to have to catch them. They, gonna be, they ain't going to be dressed up all garbed up. Because they, <laughs> they got garbs like the Muslims, guys. And the, they, um, they were my Muslim. Amish friends out there, holler at me so y'all can uh, come on to join and, and break down the Amish culture to everybody. Show, show these niggas how to live. Organized and with some I function, believe, you know what I mean? Get some, some power it. out here. I'm Tell that nigga you back it on Farmers.com. Farmers.com. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Nah, them hillbillies, cuz. I was locked up with an Amish dude, and I think Amish men can have multiple wives, too. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, they can, cuz. I told you they got like a what Muslim the, What the, what the Amish nigga get locked up for? Oh, you know what he was. Yeah. A toucher. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. Father John. Mm-hmm. That's some shit. St. Patrick. But let's get into, you want to get into the black facts real quick? Get that out the way? Already, already, man. This week's uh, black facts is on Mumia Abu-Jamal. Mumia was a political activist and journalist with many other titles such as author and self-entrepreneur. He was born on April 24th, 1954 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania by the name of Wesley Cook. He dropped out of high school to become a member of the Black Panther Party in 1968 at the age of 14. He remained a member until 1970 to where he then went back to uh, get his high school education to become a radio reporter. While uh, he was in the journalism as a radio reporter, he became president of the Philadelphia Association of the Black Journalists. In 1978, he was also a member or supporter of the MOVE organization of Philadelphia. If anyone knows about the MOVE organization of Philadelphia, uh, we all know there was a, a, a big movement with this organization in 1980, 1981, to where there was a, a big murder of a Philadelphia officer, police officer and one of the uh there was nine members of the move organization that got convicted of killing that police officer and they convicted nine people for killing one person for killing the uh a, 
police officer in Philadelphia, and there was a, a lot of media backlash about it and activists at that time about it. And Mumia was one of the supporters of the MOVE organization at that time. They had blew that block up and everything that the MOVE organization was established on in Philadelphia. They, they I'm blew, talking about the... Hold on, say that again. What they do to the block? Blew it up. We talking with about... bombs. Not, not calling the cell phone multiple <laughs> times. We talking about dropping the bomb and on an American city, on American soil. Right here in Pennsylvania. Our own government. And, and, but guess what? An uh, elected official had to push that button. That sounds like something the government, the, 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 whoever the governor was back then. Ah, man, the Mumia story is deep. Because let me continue, because right, it's deep. It's, like, we are, it's, all, it's, it's deeply connected. But uh, in 1981, while Mumia was a, a cab driver, he was convicted of a, uh, himself of a murder of a pol police officer in Philadelphia. He, uh, after going through trials where there was a lot of false testimonies and things like that, after after trial, basically, he was convicted uh, to the death penalty in 1982. In 1982, they sentenced him to death. He was on death row until 2011 where the federal he had to fight all the way to the federal supreme court and get his citizens overturned and 2011 they basically gave him a life sentence to where the prosecutors agreed to take him off a of death row but agreed to give him a life sentence and agreed to still let him have his rights to uh so, continue to fight his things in court and things like that. Because if you don't take a plea, you can always continue to fight as long as your appeals don't run out. The whole time he was on death row, he was putting an appeal after appeal after appeal after appeal, all in Pennsylvania. It's no time limit on how long you can put in an appeal. Yeah, yeah, you can get time bar if you're not if you're on not your keeping bar. up with your filings. Yeah, you can get time bar. You can get, and once you get time bar, because so, it's a wrap, it's over. So where whatever sentence you got, so it's important you're stuck to, you with know, it. Play that law library if you. And this man had to fight from death row, cause and anybody that was in jail, cause he was an active. He wrote many books while in death row. He wrote many books. He did a lot of commentary about the prison American system. To where he even became known as the most famous person on death row in the United States because of how much journalism he did, how much activism. That means even more than Tukey. And this is why he was on yeah. death row, cause in jail. Tukey was still alive then. Definitely. Mumia found out he, he became an entrepreneur while in jail. He branded himself while in jail. They changed the law. Hold the fuck up. You say he became an entrepreneur while in jail. Yes, on death row. To where the man probably made more money on death row because then people made it out here on the street. They changed the law in jail because of this man. Even with the lo the laws of college education and things like that. Now, I need you to break that down, cuz. What, what was he? What was the entrepreneurship? He wrote books, cause oh, right, right, right. Yeah, okay, if you figure okay. out how to use scale, cause of how to how to make it work for yourself, cause I'm just making sure you wasn't about to say he sold more cartons in Newport, Sam. Nah. I mean, some crazy shit. No, the hey, cuz now nah, we ain't ignorant, cause when we get to talking, uh, real. No, nah, I'm just because I, I wasn't thinking the book right. I know a lot of people go to jail and then become uh, authors and write write books and shit. You I, got I to just find a way to thinking. make it work, and, and he he made himself work, cause from there to where he even. Got into the law stuff like Cuz was talking about, like got into learning legal work and things like. He was in a situation where he had to. You know what I mean, you're on death row and you ain't got 
no other choice but to get yourself up out of this situation, especially to be on something you know you did. His situation, because to get everybody got to look up his case, it's too much to even explain. Like, we just given a couple black facts, and I don't want to get outright too specialized on Mumia's case because it's a lot that goes along with it. He got a new trial this year, uh, not this year, last year, the, uh, Pennsylvania. Finally gives him a new trial after all this time. But like I said, when we was talking about him getting himself off a death row, to where the prosecutors agreed to give him a life sentence because it's coming off a death row in 2011. If you got enough evidence to get yourself off a death row, because you don't got you don't presented enough evidence because they get your life back to get out of jail, cuz. So I why did, would you agree I, I to give me a life sentence? What you think I did, what you thought I did, that this got me life or, yes. or death row. Now I prove I didn't do what you thought I did to get death row. But the best you're gonna do is just give me life so you can just hold me anyway. Yes, my boy, and this is so crazy that this man is still sitting, cuz I'm talking about it's so crazy. It's I even like I when I met him, cuz it's crazy. It's crazy like the energy man him had up in that joint and everything. And I probably forgot or it's in my consciousness a lot. I'm talking about a lot of the conversation and, and more stuff. Like the lessons, cause like I thought, even like you said about the the uh, lesson I learned about even how he entre found out how to become an entrepreneur while in jail and things like that. There were, like you said, the the, the original thought that a, the, a lot of First us is going to think, think of him doing stuff. some illegal shit, right? But this man was smart enough to even figure out, like, cause why well, I got all this time? Cause I might as well be getting the writing books. You know what I mean? And on some real legal stuff to go there, cause he he changed jail laws, cause to make it better for prisoners. They he probably cause was getting visits like every day cause up that joint when they really before they changed the visit uh procedures and, and, and stuff in state. To where cause it's ridiculous the amount of support this man had of getting out of jail from where he was at. And for him to still be sitting, cause knowing they got this man as an innocent man or coming up off a death row, cause it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. I just got into my emotions real quick. Yeah, because he didn't took this. the black facts just as long yeah. as when I be reading the Wikipedia. Dang. This wasn't no Wikipedia yeah, shit, though. You see, this is real shit. But you already it's definitely know. real shit. But again, we do the black facts every movies, every week. Man. We do the black facts every week. The, you know what I mean? Just That's the informational side. There's something you didn't learn something today. So... You know what I mean? We throw the alley-oop. So, you know what I mean? Find out who Mumia Abdul-Jamal is. Abu. Abu. Yeah. Okay, excuse me. Mumia Abdul-Jamal. And y'all, y'all, you know what I mean? Y'all research the man. But as you see, a lot of greatness. The author, activist. You can even call him a lawyer now because he didn't got himself off of death row. Another point of quick black fact I want my people to... Uh... Remember, while while we be kicking these black facts, a lot of these people we talk about when they were organizing and things like that, and down with these people that were organizing with our people back in the day, they were young people, cuz. Mumia was with the Black Panthers, cuz, at 14, cuz. 14. Tupac and them, cuz. They were even what they were. These were young men, cuz. So let me ask you this. Was the, um, was the Black Panthers a nonprofit organization? You could classify them one, but you would. I would classify one that was outside of government, that where they were an organization that set up that were for the people, that was all outside of government control, guess, all the way outside of it. 
Enough to where they even killed the young members of the Fred Hamptons and all of them. Google that. Google if they uh if they was a nonprofit. They was, I told you because they no, were. I just asked you. you didn't say. It wasn't a nonprofit. You ain't say yes or no. A nonprofit organization because it could be said you could run. You could, come on, cause I just want the yes or no. No, they were outside okay. the government. Okay, but they were an organization that is a nonprofit because they were for the community. They were for the people. That's where the nonprofit's for. You can either bang with the government or you can bang outside the government, cuz. Flat out. Okay, so they wasn't a nonprofit. Cause you said no. They wasn't a uh incorporated nonprofit. They wasn't a nonprofit that was working with the government, cuz. They were banging outside well, the government. Reason, you know, you know the reason I brought it up, because again, like I say, in our community, they want to work with the government. They they want Patty Kim to be on the joint. They want uh, I guess Auto Banks is now in the mix and shit. They want Hanif Johnson. And why are we talking about Hanif? We gonna get into because again, like I said, my 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 community over here, we confused as fuck. <laughs> we we again, we went from I don't even know if they know they was really fighting systematic racism. I don't I don't even know if if, if they even knew that. But once you get to talking to George Floyd and the cop killings and all that. You're fighting systematic racism. You ain't even fighting the police, honestly. Because at the end of the day, the system allows the police to do this shit. Point blank, period. And one thing I'm going to throw out there real quick, too. You ain't fighting white people on the street. Now, for the, the, the racist motherfucker in Walmart, get the flap in his mouth calling you nigga. Yeah, whoop his ass. But they ain't even our fight. So the people that talk like Trump and y'all say, oh, Trump got these motherfucking hype. You kind of allow just what they ask, but that ain't even our fight for real. We gotta fight this fucking government. But we gonna get into the um, the councilman, a ex city, ex city council member. Got caught with fifteen counts of child pornography. On his flash drive. You got his name. What's his name? His name was Brad. Koplinski? Koplinski. We're going to call him Skit. Skit. That's all you know. Skit. They known as Skis. Even they got that last thing that, you that, call that, that him. Ski, that Ski. That Russian yeah, Vladimir. Skit. So, so, be Skit. So B. Ski <laughs> got caught with 15 counts of child pornography on his thumb drive, right? So now again, our community's on some, you know, let's get these politicians to help take our streets back with us. Hanif Johnson is the um, was his bail judge. Now Hanif just supposedly walked. Um, a young man was killed by a, a a couple weeks ago. He was killed by a grown man that was a, a um, sex offender. The young man ran from the man's house, butt naked and everything, down the street. He shot the the young man down, cold blood, right in the street. So they. Our community, that's when we, that's when our community said, oh, fuck the racial, uh, the, the, the systematic racism. Now we got to save the kids and all this other type of shit. So, you know, they have a little march for the young man. And not to say the young man don't deserve a march at all. But we talking about, you know, when we as a people, we trying to fight battles. You got to stick to one battle and at least chip some rocks off out that first problem before you can focus on another battle. Or maybe let somebody else handle that battle. So maybe if, a, if another group of people, but we ain't going to get into all that. Mm -hmm. 
So Hanif goes to the march, you know, at the end of the march. I think they, they call him up the stage, up the steps to say something or something. Mm-hmm. They call him up to the steps and, you know, they all on this. We saving our children. We saving our children. We saving our children. So Brad Ski <laughs> got to see Hanif before he can be released back into the streets. Our community. Hanif lets him out on $5,000 unsecured bail. Unsecured? $5,000 unsecured. Now, he was just marching a couple weeks ago talking about we got to save the kids in our community. You just allowed a predator to come right back into the streets for free. You could at least tax him. You was just marching for a young man, and one of the things that was key pointed at is that they need harsher sentences for sex offenders. This dude like watching kids fuck. And, they, and these kids that they got on his flash drive, them is probably kids kidnapped and y'all know how that game gets. Right. If you got kids fucking on camera, you already know what that's about. Because I wonder how this is tied into Shamar McBride. Shamar McBride. I wonder how this city man is count tied into that one, cuz. Let me tell y'all who Shamar McBride is. <laughs> Real quick. Shamar McBride is another sex offender. Lifetime sex offender. He has a nonprofit in our city. He's a basket. What do he, what he do? He do he do he got a nonprofit working with kids, teaching them. Giving them the layup drill, smacking them on the ass, telling them good, good game and good shot and shit. <laughs> Lifetime offender. But this is how fucking crazy our city is. But after the after the killing of the young man on, on the hill, Kyan, then the whole city want to make a big fuss. <laughs> oh, well, what about that? And then they threw him under the bus. As you should, but why? why y'all should have been knew that. Because, you know, a lot of y'all that got the screaming that shit, y'all been knew that shit. But where you get the information, you already had it. Somebody know about it. And that's the type of shit what led me to get to start up the motherfucking podcast. Because guess what? I'll say that shit. <laughs> I told motherfuckers back in the summer, Hanif is a, he's corrupt. He's a predator. He's out here harassing females, chasing them down the street, stalking them. He does all that. But when I try to tell him that, oh, I'm hating, I'm just mad, yeah, nah. But again, now he let the, and again, like I say, the political, that's a game. The political, a judge and the, and the city council member, along with the cop, along from the motherfucking public defender, the, 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 they, they all in the same umbrella. They a gang. So now our city want to act all surprised. He let him go for 5000 unsecured. Yeah, nigga. Zoo woo, nigga. <laughs> and that's why I tell y'all all that voting. And see, a lot of y'all, y'all go to the voting booth. Y'all, y'all trained to just hit Democrat all. Y'all don't even give a f- You don't even know a motherfucker name you just voted for. Y'all trained to just go hit Democrat all down the line. It might be one or two that you know about or you heard or somebody told you to go vote for. That's what we do, though. Gang, gang. But then y'all still telling motherfuckers voting is going to help us. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to, to 
really explain that shit out for me. You know what I mean? Show me how. I know one plus one equal two. We've been allowed to vote since 1965. We got all the same issues and cries and complaints since 1965. Can't mind one of them, Sam. Not one of them, cuz. Not one of them complaints. But, uh, what up, Gil's? Gil's quiet as fuck today, man. He must be over there watching that phone on the low. Watching them scores. Talk about Ski. Yeah, you know, ski. Brad ski. I mean, I, I, I mean, to be honest, you know, when these conversations come up, it's like beating a dead horse to me. You know, Already, I'm not, you know, <clears throat> saying that, you know, what you're on is, you know, I get it, but you know, when everybody gets on social media or gets on the news platforms and you know they want justice and they want this, but I mean, y'all knew what it was. Y'all know what it is, and you know it's gonna be what it is until we as a people make a change. I'm not saying I'm no different, I'm no better, but you don't see me on social media in front of a camera either, screaming that I want justice, I want change. I do want change, but I don't want it like that. I don't need to get on social media and say, you know, this is what I plan to do, because again, you know, we as a whole, as a people, we're blind to certain things. You know, they could cry and complain about the five thousand dollar bail. Okay, what's going to be done about it? Mm -hmm. right. Ain't nobody filing nothing against that man. You probably the only one that ever filed something against him. So no, nah, it had to have been somebody else too. Well, so maybe some one other person. Understandable, but two people ain't enough. And that's what I said. So that's what I said earlier. You know one, what I mean? One foul, two fouls. It's not enough. I had to tell people because stop why? inboxing me that shit because y'all ain't, ain't yeah, nobody so gonna do nothing like, about it. I mean, and I've been saying it. I've been knowing it. I've done. Lots of time as from a juvenile to an adult, you know, and it's like, if you don't know that politicians, the higher ups, that's their thing. That's what they get into. So when you get a slap on the wrist as a sex offender, when you get the bails that you get, the sentences that you get, okay, so they'll say, well, most sex offenders max out. Yeah, they do. You know why they max out? They're not maxing out 10 to 20s. Right. They're not, not maxing out 15 to 30. Deuce, They're not maxing out 20 to 40. They're maxing out They're two, maxing to five. Out two to fives, mm -hmm. three to sixes, four to eights sometimes. You know what I mean? So, I mean, and if they got a five to ten, something they don't max out. They get paroled on their five years. And the smart ones be like, fuck that program and all yeah, that shit. they'll max they, out because like, like, they know that hide I'm it. going right back to the community. Mm -hmm. They're going, they know that my system is going to let me right back into that same community. So they know that they can go sit in front of that parole agent and say, man, look, I ain't going to touch kids no more. I ain't going to do this no more. Okay, we believe you. You don't have to take no classes. Cross my heart and hope to yeah. die. Yeah. We, don't, we don't have to, you know, stay up on you 24-7 like we do any other offender. You know, so we can just lay back and, you know, wait for you to do something. And then we can say, well, damn. And then that's when all the questions come. Well, why wasn't the PO doing this? Because the PO was so worried about running down on, them, on, on somebody that POs are out here on street units. Just like they just booked somebody last night. I, I seen somebody made a post that I guess somebody was live. They was partying, drinking. POs run down them on this morning. Come on. But you you let these these molesters. You let the sex offender these, have a pistol. Other people, you know, these rapists, you know, live next door to a child mm -hmm. and act like. And then y'all won't even monitor. You're, deaf, you're blind to the fact that that's where that man stay. A sex offender living in the neighborhood so, with kids, living around churches then, and schools. You know, they speak on, well, we got to get the halfway houses. First of all, we got three halfway houses in this city. First of all. 
So the halfway house is not the problem of the sex offenders. Because most of them don't even go to the halfway house. Unless they absolutely have nowhere to go. You know where they go? They get them rooming houses that whoever's running these rooming houses allows them to come in. And just because you post, you know, a flyer on a pole, that doesn't mean anything. Because you can warn a community that a sex offender's coming, but you can't... That doesn't stop that sex offender from snatching your child up. That doesn't, snap, that doesn't stop that sex offender from kicking your door in if they want that child because that's what they do. That's what their demonic line is telling them to do at the moment. So, but you'll send a, 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 a violent offender, a drug offender, all the way to Philadelphia into a halfway house, you know, to take programs for, for 90 days and stuff like that just to get out to the community. But you release these, these sickles right back into the community and let them go on about their day. They get the best jobs in jail, out of jail. You know what I'm saying? They get the best of everything. What's, what's the best job in jail? Man, you took commissary, commissary, mail runner, outside, outside jobs, workers. Yeah, it's a you lot know? of them. Cause it's Cause jail is a world inside a world. Cause top, jail ain't top, top three, in. top three, top three in jail. Depends on the jail different. Cause every jail is different. Commissary is one though, for sure. Believe commissary is one. Laundry is always one. And it's about whatever niggas into it, they big. Get them like outside jobs. It could be a cook, cause it could be any money. You yeah. might run mail for the front offices where you yeah. got all them higher-ups at. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Because why? They cater to them people just like the higher-ups on the streets. Mm -hmm. Judges, DAs, city councilmen. They cater to these type of people. So when they go to jail, it's, it's the same thing. That's why they don't fear going to jail because nothing's going to happen to me. They got apprenticeships at mm -hmm. certain jobs. Nothing's going to happen to me. They be barbers. Yeah, they be everything. They got so, they got so many. It's a world. But they tell me, world. oh man, you got too much they time. They got niggas fixing cars yeah. up there, cuz. They tell I mean, me, nah, Gil, you can't, whole you can't world be a barber. Of a world. Because you got too much time. I got too much time. What that mean? Oh, you got to wait till you 18 months. Man. But you would let that mom, that, that mom right, that, that right there, he can get right in though, right? And cut all the CO's hairs. All that, because that's what they into. The CEO will let a nigga in jail cut their hair? Yeah. yeah. They ain't going to get that haircut for free. They might pay a dollar or two. Yeah, two dollar mm -hmm. haircut. You ain't going to like paying they get 25. Get the cars done in there. Cause I know Frackville they do, because mm -hmm. they got outside workers, because they got uh, auto shop or whatever. whatever. Yeah, y'all motherfuckers go out there they and go fix out there, cars fix all day. cars, and they fix the jail yeah. vehicles and shit. I done seen many CEOs. So why, 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 why niggas can, why niggas can go to jail and work a job. Don't miss. Yeah, well, of course you don't got no choice not to miss a day and shit. No, but you got a choice. You don't niggas, have to. Why, work why niggas go to jail and, and be a grade A employee then get out in the streets? Ain't nothing else to do. Cause it's like you, it's structured. Cause the way it's a system set up. Cause then when you walk in that motherfucker, cause it's everything is controlled. It's definitely it's a systematic cause slave shit. And like, cause you like you said, cause niggas is going up there, cause working for fourteen cent. Niggas is going up that max pay, it. cause it's forty two. But then you think some people might have been out here trying to get money. Mm -hmm. They get up there, they don't have nobody out here. You don't have that money that you said you had, so you have no choice but to work to get what you need, unless you're just gonna take it. <coughs> cause they got the one job. But you're gonna go to jail <coughs> for ten years, twenty years. Or you five years. Some of my motherfuckers get the short bed and shit. And go to work and then come home and can't work. 
or not can't work, don't want to work. Because you rather go work or be in that cell because nobody's pushing them. Yeah, cuz. You don't have to be, you know what I mean? Up there, it's like. No, I'm man. talking about when they come home now. Yeah, because up there, it's like. Man, you ain't got to be in that motherfucking cell. I'm going to sit in the cell or go to work. Yeah, out here, I'm going to work. I ain't got to go to work for real. Like, forget it. Like, I'm, I'm cool. I'm going to tell you the thing about that word shit because the word. It's like the law of the land because the word self-preservation because the word you got to work to survive. So it's like you either going to be on jungle, jungle time or you're going to be living in the concrete jungle. You know what I mean? Let me tell you what I did. I worked in pots and pans, which is in the kitchen. You know, I've been in jail twice, five years apiece. So I never worked in the kitchen. So when I went back my second time, I woke up and I seen these kitchen whites on my floor. I was like, bro, I'm not going to no kitchen. I'm not slaving. I go there. They can put me on the line. That kitchen hard work, too. It is. Listen. Could be. Depending on what you doing. Depending on where you at. Depending on yeah, what you Yeah, because I now listen. Cause I've been, I, they try to throw me in that uh, kitchen out the county. You know, you out there, they tell you you want to get on the working block. Yeah. Right? Man, I did one day in that kitchen. I said, oh, fuck that. So imagine house. how it is. Imagine how Only it is out the job county. I had harder than that was uh, my cousin on Rookies. It used to be called Little Rascal. She had me washing dishes. Because yeah. that's hard work. A dishwasher. And, right. But imagine that's how that kitchen felt out the county where it's not that many inmates. Right. But then you go upstate where you where you triple them inmates and you you're in the kitchen. So I'm on the line. I'm missing trees because I got a dump. I might be on hot ass potatoes. <laughs> that shit's sticking. I can't catch these trees. They pushing them fast. So the lady like, yo, you too slow. You know what, man? You talking to me like this is my first time in jail. I'm out of here. I go holler at the supervisor. I get on pots and pans like you say. That's the hardest job in jail. You washing. You serving 2,500 people. You know what I'm saying? You got to wash, rent, sanitize. So I did that for five years. You know what I mean? Straight, no days off, 11 to 7. I'm accumulating 400 hours a month. You know how much money that was? A buck 50 a month. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? You got to survive so, off that, cuz. Because you're a lot of When I first came home, you said a buck 50 a month, not a buck 50 a week. So when I came home, I had the mentality like, man, I ain't working. Then I had to catch myself, like, well, damn, I just was working for 42 cents, busting my ass, bringing home a buck 50 a month. If I put that energy with all these hours, I could kill them out here. So then I get them my, you know, I'm at Vantage Foods. I'm working every day because I took that mentality with me. You know what I mean? But it's a stigma with jail, though, man, because, you know, some people that do time, it depends on what you go through in jail. Mm -hmm. Me, I can't concentrate too much when I'm around a lot of people. You know what I mean? Because I'm used to being around jail people. So then you put me in society and I'm dealing with normal people. Like, it's it's, it's overwhelming sometimes. I ain't saying this for everybody because everybody's different. I don't know what they've been through in jail. They don't know what I've been through in jail, what I've seen, what I've done. So for me at work, it's like, you know, I get bored after a while. I get, my mind's all over the place. Anxiety, you know what I mean, kicks in. So it's it's different. You know, that's why it's different for everybody, yeah. even like you saying in jail. Because to me, my best job in jail would be the library, cuz. Yeah. Best job, cuz. You ain't even put that in the list, cuz. What the fuck? That's because we just rapping and talking. But that, that's, that's the, the most not the laid, top job. But it's probably laid back. It's laid back. The, that's the best thing you want. Cause it, like when you talk about the best job, you got motherfuckers that's surviving, cuz. So there, you got some motherfuckers, cuz, that where you want to get. That job, they got the bonus, bonus pay, because they got that in there, because yeah. they, they got the outside workers and all that shit that we talking about, that special program type shit. Everybody well, one, ain't got that option to get these jobs. Well, one thing with the library, law library, that is, 
you you got to know your stuff. The old timers got all them jobs yeah, because already. Because they know yes. they've been they're down right. for they've twenty years. They've been there too long. Seniority, but they know their yeah, stuff yeah, because yeah. you got to help people that's yeah, coming to help. these places. Yeah, exactly. Like to know what they look for. Responsibility. You got to help. It's like you a lawyer. You got to help. You got responsibility when you take that library. So you got to know what you're talking about and where stuff's at. Where the point might get fucked up in there about that because you you can't help nobody in there. Are you just in there egging motherfuckers? You know what I mean? Or they might fuck you up in there in that law library shit because niggas just trying to get out. You know what I mean? But, you know, jail is jail. You might be a chef up north, guys. Yeah, <laughs> some people go up there and cook and make a living. Yeah, they, they make their living off of He would have got left cooking. up north but he was the chef up north. People go up there and sell platters, sell food. They all they around. Because you got motherfuckers running around, especially in the feds, because you got motherfuckers running around in the feds because something... Popcorn balls, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the uh, hard on circle Joe. I seen, I seen one for. I ain't me. never been up there, but I read because the type of hustle she got to get into scrambled eggs and, mm-hmm. and sunny up, sunny up, that whatever, sunny on side a, up on a, mm-hmm. on a steel table with a lamp. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, cause you know I mean, you can get a, it's different yeah. hustles up that bitch, especially in the yard, cause it's all type of shit going on out in that yard because of hustling and shit. So, you know, that's a whole different world. Jail is the street. Just without the females, for real. Yeah. And so, with that, with that nigga that's in the. Uh, what's her name? That's what I was about to say. They get that transgender the fuck up out of there, though. Can they find out that motherfucker's a bitch up in there? Oh, niggas oh. gonna have a field day. You're I mean, besides, about besides your little CEOs and, and, and oh, dentists man. and shit like that, you know, you might catch one because they're up there. Because my thing is, if a woman is working in an all male prison, you're looking for something. Man. I don't give a fuck if you go home every day to your man or not. You're around me more than you're around your husband or your man, whatever. So don't get it. It's, it's females up there getting it in. It's females up there that was in full-blown relationships, got fired and, and just kept it going. Listen, I got a cousin that uh, did a whole bunch of time and mm-hmm. came home and married the CEO yeah. from the jail. I'm going to tell you where they're getting in that, because Chester, because... Yeah, because that's the female. Chester, because... That's all oh, females. All right, that's but up. listen, enough of this Ooh. jail shit. Yeah. <laughs> we going to get into the quick tip. Get the fuck up out of here. Like I say, I do the quick tick set bit. That's just something real quick, little food for your thought. For this week, we're going to go with, remember, when you vote or support a, uh, a politician or organization, you are part responsible for their actions. Because remember, that, that, that motherfucker you vote for, that's your mouthpiece for, for, for the hood, for the city, the state, the country. That's your mouthpiece. That's who you say, I want to speak for me. So pay attention to, again, judges like Hanif, pay attention to them organizations they are in the community too. I might let you know an organization ain't standing, you know what I mean, all the way down on the, on the rail up and up. Because again, if you let motherfuckers like this up in your, in, in, your, in, in your organization, if you ain't fit to be a judge in my community, then you ain't fit to do nothing in my community. If you took that if you took that responsibility and didn't and didn't carry it to a T, and nah, you ain't even supposed to be allowed in them organizations. But that's the quick tip for the week. This is Close Your Air Podcast. I got with me motherfucking Mr. Breakfast. Yo, yo, we out of And they be gals. You already know. Holla at y'all next week. Y'all be safe. One.